0: turn their retirement goals into reality and improve their lives. And now, here's your host, Ross Brannan.
1: Welcome to the show. My guest today is Dr. Chris Green. Dr. Green is the co-founder of Dynamic Dental Ascension, a coaching group in the dental industry. Unlike many coaches in the dental industry, Dr. Green is actually a practicing dentist in the Denver area. Where he values individualized patient care and has developed a solid ethical foundation at an early age by following the example of his father and grandfather, both well-respected dentists in the Chicagoland area for more than 60 years. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Ross. Thanks for having me. Well, first question here is: did you even have a choice? Your granddad and dad were dentists. Or, I mean, did you did you were you told you're gonna to be a dentist or did you choose this?
2: Right. I mean, I was handcuffed to a dental chair at a young age. And from there, it just, you know, the love for the profession took off by force,
1: blunt force trauma. (laughs) Well, you said, you know, you guys are too close to me. I'm I'm leaving Chicago and going to Denver. Yeah. You know, I love Chicago deep dish pizza. It's a great way to get a heart attack and weigh 400 pounds, but it's delicious. Um, Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, I mean, you have a very successful practice. I want to talk about where your practice is like now and how it turned into the Dynamic Dental Ascension. So you have uh, three associates, is that correct? Correct. Now, how many office locations do you have? We have one. We just acquired another location recently. Okay. And this is where I think some people are going to, their eyes are going to be like, what? You actually practice clinically. How many hours a week? Uh, Four hours a week. Four hours a week. Now, obviously, you're working in the business other other uh, the rest of the week and taking that uh, f- that f- taking Friday off because that is like in the dental constitution. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, talk about how you got your practice to a place where you could practice clinically only four hours a week. Well, I think it it came
2: early on with some intention of knowing, hey, first of all, you got to be able to go in and and produce, and dentistry has to be on autopilot, the clinical aspect, um, so that you could focus on patients, marketing, growing the business, growing the team and the leadership, and from there, the ability to scale. So really, the foundation was becoming a good, proficient, and efficient clinician. And from there, um, strategically, I mean, this didn't happen overnight. My friend says it's an overnight success, 10 years in the making, but to get to that four hours a week, that's what it took
1: when you're talking about the things that you're not taught in dental school i mean this is the things you're taught all the clinical stuff you're not taught about any of the financial stuff you're not talking about any of the management i mean i i've actually met people met dentists who were trying to sell their practice just because they hated the management of people so much and you're a small business owner and it's a it's a phenomenal way to create wealth and i've talked about this many many times but in my experience you have two opposite ends of the spectrum you have a dentist who basically owns a job that they own their own practice, but it's basically a job. It's a good job, but it's basically a job. And then the business owner happens to be a dentist and their incomes are pretty far apart. So talk about that dynamic a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean you're spot on. A lot of a lot of us get caught up in the chair and the whirlwind, and and the income's nice producing. But there is another way if if you don't love clinical as much to kind of start to escape the chair, empower others to to do the dentistry. But it, you have to have the the profitability and the margins in place to make it worth your while as well. So it really comes down to building up others. You know leveraging leadership and then allowing other dentists to come in and have a good situation to, to replace your
1: production. Well I'm sure you, like me, like everyone probably listening, has control free tendencies. How hard it is it to let go of control and to empower others to do things?
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely tough. It takes time, you know, it takes uh building a good foundation of systems that and then saying, hey, if somebody else could get this done to 80% of the level that I might with my own two hands, I have to consider consider delegating it. I mean, you probably talk about a lot of this stuff in, in some of your your groups and things like that with scaling 10x and all that. But that's kind of been the approach I've taken. So the when 80-20 did... rule.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. When you came out of dental school, did you know this right away? Or did you have a few years of just grinding in the chair and you had a light bulb epiphany? Or did you see somebody else? What kind of create this evolution for you?
2: It's been a, a moving target ever since graduating, right? I think everybody's like, you got to have a vision, have a, you know, this grand vision. It's like, how do you have much of a vision when you don't know what you don't know? You come out of school and you think this is how you get there. And then as you go along and learn things and meet other people and, and tweak and try things, you learn, oh, maybe I could try this and maybe, I um you know, I won't die or my I'll still be able to put food on the table, right? So like, Oh, yeah, and you I got that no, big
1: student loan balance hanging over your head yeah, too.
2: Right. So, no, I mean, I was an associate for five years, grinded it out, worked five, six days a week, literally like 50-hour work weeks. My neck started hurting, all sorts of stuff. Opened my, the, a startup in 2018, and from there was still four days a week, but within a year got to three days, and then a year after that down to two days, and, and now we land at where we're at today. And I just kind of saw, honestly, I was a bottleneck if I was in the chair more recently because of all the the other value I provide in other areas of the practice.
1: That makes perfect sense. So what happened to kind of motivate you to start the dynamic dental ascension? Because I would assume you had people saying, hey, can you show me how you did what you did? But but talk about how the dynamic dental ascension and, and how that came to be.
2: Yeah, so exactly that. A lot of people asking for kind of free advice and and that's fine. And I'm very abundant sharing whatever I could, but it got to the point where I can't provide the level of value and, and can't really pull back the curtain all the way on the time that I have to kind of respond to a text here and there with some, you know, offshoot question about, I don't know, managing a hygiene department or something like that, right? So we got to get into the weeds. We got to pull back the kimono, get a little deeper and give you the, you know, give you all the information because sometimes partial information could be more damaging than going all the way and and getting dirt, getting our hands dirty together and figuring out some of these problems inside practices. So um, there were just enough people bugging me for, for private coaching that I just said, hey, let's... Let's launch this thing. And uh, yeah, for, it, it's taken off from there pretty good.
1: So kind of explain to our listeners what exactly is it beyond coaching? Like or what kind of coaching? What, what's involved?
2: Yeah, so it's a small private group. And uh, we're keeping it pretty small for a reason, just so we could remain intimate with some private coaching calls, as well as weekly group Zoom calls. So we're learning from the the pain and troubles of each other. We also have a lot of people in the same maybe the same timeline of their practice ownership journey. So a lot of the things that are relevant for Joe over here are relevant for Susie over there, because whether she has that problem today or in six weeks or six months, she's going to now be aware of how to answer that question. Cause she saw it or she can, or he or she can be aware of things that are starting to develop and read the tea leaves because they're seeing all these things pop up in other practices. So that's kind of the power of the group. And then we dive deep behind the numbers and leadership, and I mean we've only just begun. There's a long, long runway of information, and um, myself and my my partner, Doctor Tom Reed, have a whole long list of
1: things to share. So you've done a lot of you know coaching or kind of consulting or giving advice, and <laughs> probably a lot of unpaid consulting. You mentioned this off the air. What have you noticed about Dennis? What What do you think is something that holds them back? And almost being a little late to the party on getting advice if you will
2: yeah I think the natural tendency is is where can I save a few dollars right not not investing in myself as much as I should because I'm looking at the the price tag so for example I've I've paid for coaching since I opened my practice even before I opened my practice and it's always paid a nice dividend in return and folding time for me but what I see is that a lot of dentists will say, hey, I'm just gonna grind it out and figure it out myself rather than pay X number of dollars, X thousands of dollars a month towards this coaching program because that's a lot of money. Well, I would submit to you, there's a Ross line that uh <laughs> <laughs> that um that small investment, just a little bits of information from the right from the right people will send your career on a trajectory you never would have believed. So Over time, in my experience, I've obtained little bits of information that move the dial one degree and one degree and one degree more here or there. And now I'm at a place I never would have dreamed of, you know, five years ago.
1: Well, I mean, I I talk about obviously rates of return all the time with clients and the highest rate of return you're ever going to get is investing in your business. Yeah. Hands down, not even close. So, you know, saving X dollars a month on saving, quote unquote. X dollars a month on coaching, if you need it and can implement and use it, is very a very short-sighted perspective.
2: Yeah. So, and to your point of what we were talking about off air is, we I also have a a company with some partners, the Practice Launchpad, which is startup and acquisitions coaching, right? And what happened there is it's been a we built this great infrastructure over the years, and it's this great product that just if I. If I just take your equipment bill, I will literally pay for like three, four years worth of my service. And my service should only be about 10 to 12 months. Right. But what I've seen is that dentists won't pay a price. It doesn't seem till they've felt the pain. And usually the pain comes as practice owner and it's years and years in, and it's, well, maybe I should just sign up with that, that guru. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. And then just kick the can, kick the can, bang your head against the wall. And then finally, you know, or or not you you decide to to go and seek out some some help, and you're like, why didn't I do this five years ago?
1: Right, right, right yeah, yeah. So let's talk about some of the biggest mistakes that you see Dennis make, and quite frankly, that you help them with.
2: Wow, yeah, I mean, number one, definitely is the inability to kind of see where they're going. So we talked about vision earlier, but kind of the inability to see what scaling looks like. So if you're anything like me, you start out with, you know, three, four team members. Now, all of a sudden you have seven, you have 10, but there was no real plan as to when to hire. And it was just like, okay, we're growing. There's enough due patients. Let's hire somebody, you know? And so I think that the mistake here is, is not actually knowing where you might be headed with the, and the reason I bring up number of team members, because we know a pain point is the management of a team. But if we know how many might be the pain point where we don't want to add any more then we could stop there and kind of clamp in and say this feels good and grow those people or we can keep going and there's some some growth phases that we see in dental practices and in any business really in in the scaling where they're tipping points right and where i see a lot of docs get stuck is kind of around that 10 team member um point because the 10 to 15 team member growth really um really is a painful
1: process where you need real leaders besides just the owner. That's really good. Now, I mean, what are you seeing in in the world we live in today? Hiring good people is more challenging than ever. Are you seeing people uh, really struggle because they're, 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 they can't hire people or they're settling for less than ideal people. I mean, what do you see there?
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people are struggling to just find anyone. I mean, I have a, a guy that we're, we're helping out in Atlanta and I mean, he's tried all sorts of strategies to find anybody, even to find somebody that's never been in dental. And he's having a lot of, a lot of trouble. And what's going to happen is he's going to burn out his front office team member because he can't find her support. And then he's going to be stuck with no one. And it's painful to watch, but I, you know, I think we're going to help resurrect this before that happens, but it's something that we don't realize. Cause we just put more and more on the team members that are the all-stars and they pay a big price and eventually they
1: might find the door because of that. Right. What do you see as the biggest misconception? When someone comes to you for advice or a coaching client, what's the biggest misconception or what's the biggest mindset shift that has to happen?
2: That they trust themselves to make an investment in themselves and then to take it to their business and to see an ROI. So do I trust myself enough? To invest in this coaching, this, this product, whatever it may be, to then implement and start to see the trajectory shifts take place.
1: In your experience, do people realize the golden goose, if you will, that they have in their hands of owning a small business that's specialized that people need? You know, you and I both know people don't work that much and make very, very, very good income. And um, obviously you can work as much or as little as you want, but do do people see the potential of the business opportunity here? I think
2: they certainly do. I think we know that dental practice ownership is a great, great thing. There's a lot of opportunities. As far as the golden goose though, do you not think that these business skills would translate to another industry given the opportunity?
1: I absolutely do. If you can, if you can build a business in one industry I don't see how you couldn't build it in the other. Um, Obviously, there's going to be technical differences in a different industry. So if you can learn the skill now, you may get burned out on dentistry and move on to something else. But I think it's a tremendous skill that could be taken advantage of.
2: Yeah, it's it's so the challenges that we face, you know, we wish they go away a lot of times. But as a practice owner, the growth that you're allowed are the privilege we have of growing as leaders, business owners. It's just tremendous, and we're really we're always on the hot seat, right? We're always on the hot seat with our teams and our patients, but it really it really is a great opportunity, like a playground
1: for for becoming a sophisticated entrepreneur. Yeah, it's it's exciting. So, as we kind of wrap up here, I have a couple last questions. First off, is there any kind of lasting advice you would say? If there's one thing that hey, if you're hearing this, if you never talk to me again as long as you're alive and you're a dentist. Here's something you should consider or you should think about or ponder.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll just speak to kind of early career docs, if that's okay, and and dental school docs. So I think there's a tendency to hear guys like on podcasts and be like, oh, well, that's what it should be like. I'm going to be there and I'm going to be there tomorrow. And what we don't see is kind of like the groundwork that's laid. I mean, I think that still any successful business successful person puts in the time, you know, certain things with with friends if they want to or family to, you know, grow their career if that's what they want or it's delayed, right? I think there's still time and effort that needs to be put in to uh to see the kind of results you might envision. So don't think it's going to happen overnight, you know, it's a process,
1: not an event. It's hard work and perseverance. You're going to have up days and down days. It, like you said, it's it's not just snap your fingers and and, it, and done. So
2: um, with that said, I mean, dentistry is a great avenue to help us get there faster compared to a lot of other professions. Right. So, yeah, you I put the so. time in on the front end to get through school and all that. But then luckily, the industry is very uh, resilient and profitable. So, you know, put the
1: time in and you'll reap the rewards for sure. All right, Chris, if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to learn more about the Dynamic Dental Ascension or anything about what you're doing, how can they get in touch with you?
2: Yeah, probably the easiest way is to text me uh, directly, my cell phone, 708-917-8019, or email me directly, if that's easier, cmgreendmd at gmail.com. Well, I, just go ahead and say your cell phone again. Yeah, okay, some 708 708- nine one seven eight
1: zero one nine i mean guys the guy is a major player in the dental industry and he just gave you a cell phone that's pretty amazing if you have any inkling of interest you should be reaching out to chris and and saying how can i be a part of what you're doing how can i learn from you this is this is a no-brainer i mean the guy is he's killing it in dentistry and doing other things on the side most people would dream to have his career uh chris this has been fantastic thank you so much for coming on
2: Ross, very kind of you to have me, and I, I really appreciate
1: it. And appreciate all you're doing for uh, the industry. Thanks, man. You've been listening to the Financial Flossing podcast with Ross Brannon. Tune in next time, and we'll see you then.
0: This has been another episode of Financial Flossing with Ross Brannan, guiding dental professionals to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. For more on Ross Brannon, visit Ross Brannan dot com.
3: This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and the firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Paz, Guardian, or North Florida Financial, and opinions stated are their own. External sites and materials are provided for your convenience and locating related information services. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees expressly disclaim any responsibility for and do not maintain, control, recommend, or endorse third-party sites, organizations, products, or services, and make no representation as to the completeness, suitability, or quality thereof. Ross is a registered representative in financial. Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS, OSJ, 3664, Coolidge Court, Tallahassee, Florida, 32311, 850-562-9075. Security products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC, financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian. New York, New York, PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. North Florida Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. Arkansas Insurance License Number 16139032. California Insurance License Number 0L10073. 2022-144008 expires 924.